you would turn in your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1. We're going to look at a verse there by way of introduction to the lesson today. Isn't it the most wonderful time of the year? I made a comment about that earlier in my Bible class, about it being the most wonderful time of the year, and, and then I shared with the class an experience I had yesterday at Walmart. <laughs> if you don't believe it's the most wonderful time of the year, just go to Walmart this afternoon. I promise you'll come away, perhaps with a little bit different perspective. I also told my class that instead of piping in Christmas music at Walmart, they should be continuously running the Guns N' Roses song, Welcome to the Jungle. Especially if you go to customer service, which is where I went yesterday, it's really a jungle. I had an interesting conversation, though, with the lady that, that and I wasn't returning something. I, I think I should mention that. I was buying gift cards. and. Oddly enough, you know, gift cards is something that you have a, it's actually difficult to buy them, even though there's thousands of them at every store you go into. Uh, like the Visa gift cards, you have to go to customer service because those are the, the object, objects of scammers. And you kind of wonder, well, how can somebody scam with a gift card? Well, what they do is, um, and this is why stores have daily limits, I will tell you that, that that some will go in and they'll take those cards and they'll, they'll change up the numbers or they'll manipulate the data on the card so that whenever you buy that card, instead of the money being loaded to the card, it's going to be loaded to their bank account. Now that you think, well, how in the world? I mean, criminals are some of the smartest people on, on the planet. And you wonder sometimes if they can be that smart, why don't they just get a job? They probably make a lot of money, but but anyway, I was I was at customer service and I was talking to the lady and 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 she was making comments about how many people were bringing back gifts and this was yesterday. I guess they were bringing back early gifts or gifts they got from their employers or and that's why I get gift cards that way they can go out and buy what they want to get. But then she said they'll be bringing back next week's going to be horrific. People bringing back gifts. Well, you think about that. The comment she made to me was. People don't really seem to appreciate the gifts that they receive. And it's a gift. It may not be perfect. Now, if it doesn't fit, take it back. But if it's just something you didn't want, can you learn to appreciate the gift that was given to you? Well, as children of God, we, we study the Bible and we learn some things about gifts. We learn about gifts from God. And we come to see that, that while... The Christmas season is highly commercialized and materialistic, and it, and it takes people sometimes in a d direction that perhaps the season shouldn't take them. We can have a different perspective on the subject of gifts. And that's why I want to look with you for a moment at James chapter 1 and verse 17, where the author wrote that every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Our gift giver, 
God gives us perfect gifts. He gives us gifts that we're not going to want to take back. He gives us gifts that keep on giving. And it's not a gift that just is given one time a year. It's a gift that is given whenever we become Christians and then we enjoy those gifts not only throughout the rest of our lives but throughout all eternity. Three gifts that I'd like to talk to you about this morning in the lesson of the years. Number one, God hears and responds to our prayers. Have you taken time to think about what a gift that is, that the creator of the universe, the God who created all that we see, who has manifested such incredible intelligence and power by virtue of the fact that we are children of God, children of His, we can go to Him in prayer. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 7 about the subject of prayer, where Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Now we have to read that passage through the eyes of Scripture. We have to read it with the perspective of a child of God who understands that what really matters in life, you can't wrap it, you, you can't put it in a box. It's not something that really can be exchanged. The true and meaningful gifts in life are gifts that money can't buy. And those are the gifts that have been given to us by, by God. The psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 84 and verse 11 that the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, as I look at that, if I'm looking at, at that with a, a materialistic perspective, then I'm going to say, well, it looks like God has withheld a lot of good things from me. And yet he's telling me here that God withholds no good thing. Well, we've got to redefine good. We've got to go back to James chapter 1 and verse 17, and we've got to look at that verse and see the statement that every good thing given has more to do, in fact, it has all to do with the blessings that are ours in Christ. It has everything to do with the peace and the joy and the commit contentment and the fruit that comes through knowing the will of God as revealed by the Holy Spirit. It's the promise of eternal life. Those are the good and perfect gifts that come down from above. And I need to value those gifts. I need to see those gifts with, with fresh eyes and embrace them. I understand from James chapter 5 and verse 16 that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. 
The righteous man is the man who's seeking to do what is right and who values those spiritual gifts. The second gift given by God is the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts, the second chapter, when Luke was recording the events on the day of Pentecost when the church was established as the result of the preaching of the apostles, and specifically in this particular case, the preaching of the apostle Peter, Peter was asked the question by those who came to believe that Jesus was the Son of God and whose hearts were pricked as a result of the recognition of sin in their lives. What, what shall we do? And Peter responded to repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's different views on that. It, it, the gift of the Holy Spirit, some would say, is the gift of salvation. That's consistent with what the Scriptures teach. Or it could be the, in, the, the, the Holy Spirit Himself, and that's consistent with what the Scriptures teach. We have both. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we have the promise that the Holy Spirit lives within us upon our obedience of the gospel. In the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, Paul wrote about this gift in his letter to the church at Ephesus. And I want you to listen to the language that he used in this first chapter. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, In him, that is in Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. He gave us this gift of the Holy Spirit as a pledge. It's a down payment. It's a down payment. It's, it's an assurance that we're going to have eternal life. It's, it's, a, it's a gift that God has given us from above that provides comfort and that provides assurance and that provides peace because it's God's spirit. It's not anybody else's spirit. It was God's spirit that he chose to give to us. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, Paul wrote, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift and then in this same chapter, down at verse 11, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Now think about this. What does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit miraculously guided the apostles and the prophets to reveal God's truth. The evangelists, the pastors or the elders and the teachers have the Spirit inspired word that they use to teach. By the way, I'm your gift. Do you see that? He gave gifts, and, I, and I'm one of them. Merry Christmas. We need, to, we need to value the gift of God's word that was revealed to the work of the Holy Spirit, and we need to value those who are teaching, Bible classes who are preaching, who are engaged in the work of evangelism, the, the elders who are teaching and are shepherding the flock, 
because they are all doing their work as a result of the operation and the gift of the Spirit that was given to all of us. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. That's the second gift that came down from above. And then the third gift that I'd like to speak on, and the final one this morning, is the gift of God's Son for our salvation. We see also in Ephesians, the second chapter, in verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's the gift of God. Our salvation we don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's a gift that we have received by virtue of the sacrifice that God made of His Son so that we can be forgiven. Romans 6 and verse 23, Paul wrote, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do we value that gift? Do we embrace the precious gift that was given to us? And it's not a gift that is meaningful only one day a year. It's a gift that we are to celebrate. We are to be mindful of with the passing of time because it truly is the gift that keeps on giving. Notice in Romans 8, verse 32. Romans 8, verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? We have all things that pertain to life and godliness. 1 Peter chapter 1 teaches us that. We have all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 teaches that. We have, we have this, this gift of the Spirit that was in us. We have this gift of the Holy Spirit who is making intercession on our behalf so that when we pray and we can't express ourselves as we would like to, He takes our words and He takes those words before the throne of God. We have Jesus sitting at the right hand of God making intercession for us. What a gift that is. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Chapter 5, compare. Chapter 5 and verse 10 of the book of Romans. This gift, this idea of the gift that keeps giving. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. And we were enemies because we were sinners. But if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. It's a gift that we continue to benefit from as we make our way through life. And then ultimately, as we reach the end of this life, then we, we get to have eternal life. It is the most wonderful time of the year, but for the child of God, every day is the most wonderful time of the year because of the gifts that have been given us by God. If you're here this morning and you've not obeyed the gospel, 
then we want you to receive the gift freely given by God, which is the gift of salvation. If you will, as those Jews on the day of Pentecost about whom we read just a few moments ago, based on your awareness of separation from God and sin in your life and your belief that Jesus is the Son of God, if you will confess that faith, repent of your sins and then be baptized to have those sins washed away, you can leave here with the gift that will continue to bless you throughout all the days of your life. If you're subject to call, please come as we stand and say.